Warning! The following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Fringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. <laughs> I'm sorry, son, um, but uh, we do have an advertiser now, Ampsmart. So, uh, yeah, um, sorry, go back to your thing. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcast without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. Then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And uh, welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, everyone. I am your host, Will Martinez, and we have a special episode for you tonight. But for me to be able to do this and deliver all this greatness to you, I cannot do this alone. So, of course, my co-host with me tonight, as always, Jay Galosi. Jay, what's up, brother? Not a whole lot, my man. I am here to help you shoulder the load, bruh. And I thank you for that, my friend. Thank you so, so, so much. And, uh, yeah, tonight, a great episode of the podcast. Uh, we actually have an interview with Emily Menshouse-Stakely, and she is a paranormal investigator. She's the founder of Frickin' Frack Paranormal. Uh, she actually has her own podcast herself. It's uh, called WTF uh, uh, Frick. Uh, paranormal or live.org uh, that's actually the website you can check out the uh, the podcast there and uh, she's got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight she's also uh, been on a couple of uh, seasons on a, uh, a show called uh, paranormal journeys on the roku network so we'll be talking about that and uh, you know discussing all those things but of course uh, before we get into all that and all that uh, greatness and excitement for tonight gotta let you guys know about how to listen to the podcast very simple jay there's only one way to listen to the podcast, and that's just going straight to our website. Just go to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com, and you can go right there, and then you can choose pretty much every avenue possible for podcasting. So um, everything, including Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music. Google Play. Exactly, exactly. It's all there for everybody. Um, and at the same time, you can check out all the things that we post on our social media, which I have to mention, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Twitter. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share all the stuff that we uh, put out there. Uh, we try to put out various things on a daily basis, uh, you know, things that keep you thinking and uh, wondering about. But nonetheless, check us out on all those fronts on that social media as well. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the intro. Anything else to add to that? No, I think you uh, covered it all pretty well as per usual. The house is clean, chili bean. Sounds good, bro. Okay, so let's get into, of course, the mailbag, Jay. And uh, you ready for that? I'm very cautious about emailing. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm always ready for a mailbag. Oh, boy. Stop it. <laughs> all right, well, this listen. This is what happens when, it, when we make me do this sober. <laughs> well, listen, well, the first one tonight comes from a Larry Hodges from Pasadena, California. And the uh, subject of the email is Bob Lazar. And uh, Larry writes, Hey guys, Larry from Pasadena. wanted to know if either of you have fans of uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure Jay is as well. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. 
Uh, reason I ask is because uh, the famed ufologist Bob Lazar made a very rare appearance to talk about the Netflix documentary that came out about him. I thought it was a rather timely uh, piece because of you having Dan Willis on a few weeks ago to talk about the UFO disclosure. So, yeah, uh, Larry, thanks for sending that in. And, yeah, yeah, actually, uh, you're very right. Uh, it was uh, rather timely. Um, it wasn't meant to be. Um, it just happenstance to be that way. Um, I had Dan Willis on the podcast. No such things as coincidence, my no, friend. No not... such thing. Everything happens uh, beyond our understanding. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, we did that. We did that without understanding that we were doing it for a particular reason. But... Uh, it was, it was quite uh, appropriate. Yeah, it was, and it, honestly, it was not even planned that way. Um, obviously, um, the episode that we came out with with Dan Willis came out uh, at least two weeks before Bob Lazar was even announced. So um, it just happened to be that way. I can't explain it. But, so what uh, you're saying? So which I see, I see what happened. I see exactly what happened. What happened? Joe Rogan is listening to us, going, "Shit, they just did something on that." I need to do something to follow up to really take the, the thunder out, to take the sting away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to think that, but I would uh, venture to say that's not what's happening. I can pretty much guarantee. I bet the bank on that one, dude. Uh, but I would love to, to dream that. But, uh, no, it was really weird. Yeah, we came out with that episode with Dan Willis. That was weird. And then next thing you know, Bob Lazar comes out of nowhere, which she comes out of hiding, basically. This Netflix documentary comes out regarding his life and, you know, the things that he uh, witnessed and he saw uh, while he was working at the, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, government facilities that he worked at. Nonetheless, I mean, a great interview that uh, Joe Rogan had with him. And I did listen to the whole episode. I'm not sure, Jay, if you have or not. But if you haven't, I definitely urge you to listen to it. It's pretty interesting um, because he talks about, you know, his life and how the government basically yeah. tried to erase his past, erase where he worked, erase yep. where he went to school the only they they found out that he actually worked at uh, this particular um uh, place in area 51 when they found like a, a phone book that actually had the director of it and had his name in it other than that they have, there was like no record of him they they erased his education uh they erased everything man about this guy and it's just because of the, you know the information that he was you know putting out there about being a witness to uh you know putting together you know anti-gravity you know technology uh, that was picked up from wreckage of you know ufo um debris so really interesting stuff um yeah very timely it didn't happen i didn't mean to be that way but it did um it's funny how that things work that way but again larry thanks for sending that in and yes um yeah very uh interesting piece on bob lazar i very highly doubt we'd ever be able to get a bob lazar on our show he's you know he doesn't uh you know he doesn't do interviews that often and him to do joe rogan was even pretty big for him to do but you never know you never and know. we're kind of on the same lines of a joe rogan where um we don't tell people what to think exactly we just ask them we just ask them to think in general uh you know come to your own conclusions do your own math that's all well and good and i know for uh for will joe rogan was definitely a big uh driving factor in that i mean we we both always kind of made our own way anyways Yes. Um, it, was, it was a conversation I was actually just having the other day about how uh, I never did quite fit in or follow the norm. So that's that's always been kind of our MO. Right. And Joe Rogan came and kind of gave it, it gave a platform or a, a model for us to kind of take our own ideologies, our own uh, belief in what, what a podcast should be and create it. So we both listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, I listened to it 
there's there's three and a half to four podcasts I listen to. It's either Joe Rogan, I listen to the Dan Levitard Show's podcast because uh, I like their take on sports. I listen to uh, Dark Fringe Radio, of course, and then there's another podcast that comes out. It's actually produced by The Rock. It's called What If. So I listen to that from time to time because that usually gets into these really deeper uh, pop culture happenings and what some of the actual interactions were going on and the behind the scenes, which I find fascinating. But I definitely listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. And you never know, man. And in 10 years, the Dark Fringe Radio could be the biggest podcast ever. Or it could be the biggest radio platform, or not radio platform, but media platform, as we know with the Imagine Play with Coach Jay that's uh, starting up the first introduction video is out. Next one should be coming soon. Um, we're, we're constantly talking about podcasts to start with other friends uh, and family who have things to say or have ideas or different topics or different things that maybe Will and I wouldn't have touched on. So you never know. Maybe in five, ten years, we'll get someone above Bob Lazar's particular status. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I would love that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for us. But uh, the next one uh, uh, email comes from a uh, Richard Houston from Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know, it's funny. I've always loved people that have last names that are like cities, like Richard uh-huh. Houston. I don't know. That's always uh, I always find those funny. But anyways, uh, the subject is show idea. Uh, so show okay. idea. Uh, I like show idea. Yeah, me too. So let's see what uh, Richard says. Hey, Richard says, uh, hello, Will Jay. Wanted to suggest an idea for an episode for your show. Oh, that's just, this is funny, Jay. You're here to laugh. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard of this or not, but there's a new, now new, excuse me, 5G technology that's coming out soon that cell phone companies will be utilizing. And I'm not sure if you heard uh, any of the dangers of set technology causing cancer and other ill effects. Uh, nevertheless, I thought it would make for a compelling episode. Yeah, um, thanks, Richard, for sending that in from Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I think me and Jay threw around this idea not too long ago about show ideas, uh, you, know, the, you know, coming up for the future. And that was actually on that list for show ideas for the future. I don't know if you remember that, Jay, or not. It was. I do. Yeah. I yeah. do remember that. It was on that. That, that is funny. It, again, it goes to show that uh, we have we're, we have this weird sense of timing. Yeah, we do. We do. And it's funny because the 5G technology is something that's supposed to be coming out here in the set next, com- I guess, coming months here um, that the uh, cell phone companies will be able to, you know, tap into that uh, higher frequency of uh, technology for faster uh, data transfer. But none- nonetheless, I mean, yeah, they're they're already talking about how uh, there's, you know, dangers, uh, you know, associated with this man. And uh, we don't know, uh, you know, what what exactly those things are so it's uh you know i don't know we're gonna have to do some more research and uh do an actual but, episode on it and uh really divulge yeah. into it you know yeah well let's let's put a fork in that one let's let's put a pin in it you put a fork in it once done there's a pin in it at the beginning either way well let's <laughs> do some research and then yeah let's do that for a show let's talk about 5g let's talk about uh the dangers of some of these cell phones and cell phone usage and we can both give our our opinions and ideologies on uh absolutely ideologies a lot today yeah you have you've been dropping that word so uh maybe it'll be useful for something else later never know but uh listen richard thanks for sending that in from minneapolis minnesota and uh that concludes the mailbag jay so um that's it um uh, so do you have uh something for me for uh will you tell me and uh for those that don't know about this uh, particular game that we play this is a game that uh, jay poses a question to me um and it could be completely ridiculous or just left field of anything and i have to either bullshit my way out of it or actually know the answer to the question so 
Jay, for this week, will you tell me? What do you got? So, being that today is July 5th, now I know this episode probably won't drop for a few weeks. Um, I actually, wanted to it go, though, today. with kind of the it's ind- actually gonna drop Independence today, Jay. Day theme. It's going to drop today. Oh, it's going to drop today? It's oh, going to drop today. So, <laughs> being that today is July 5th, wow, I'm not used to dropping shit in one day. It's crazy. So, today is July 5th. I wanted to go with the whole Independence theme. Uh, will you tell me? So, okay. Will, there are two signers, original signers of the Declaration of Independence who both served uh, as President of the United States and both died on the exact same July 4th. Okay. Do you know which those two presidents are? Uh, I believe that was uh, John Adams and George Washington. So very close. Ah. Uh... So very far. So, who, <laughs> so which one did I miss? Uh, you missed. It was not George Washington. George Washington actually never signed the Declaration of Independence, that's and he did not thought. die yes, that's on right. the same July 4th. It was actually John Adams and Thomas Jefferson yes. who were yeah. embattled rivals. They did not like each other, even though they were, were both on the Committee for the Declaration of Independence, the creation of the Declaration of Independence, which we know that Thomas Jefferson uh, majorly penned. He did it at the prodding of... John Adams. John Adams known as the Great Agitator. Be a man! I am a man. Oh, you, oh, you're not. The Great Agitator. Uh, the two men, the two men could not have been more different, and neither one was uh, on the same level as a George Washington. You have John Adams, who believed that he was better than others. He had a, a sense of royalty and regalness about him that a lot of Americans back in the 17 and 1800s didn't like. Right. Uh, so he was a very, he was a very, uh, misunderstood person. He, he wasn't a great president. He was a fantastic congressman. He was wonderful uh, with politics, but as a president, he was just not, not suited for it. Whereas Thomas Jefferson, quite the opposite direction. He was much more about small. In fact, uh, Thomas Jefferson's White House, he would actually enter the door in his slippers. Like, he was very informal. He was very relaxed. He was, he was a Democrat with like a little D. He really just, he was, even though he lived in the most, you know, glorious house in, in Monticello. Right. Uh, he was a little bit more down to earth than a John Adams, but neither one was really on that same level as a George Washington. They both signed the Declaration of Independence, and they both died within hours of each other. Jesus. On July 4th. That's crazy. Well, listen, thanks for the uh, will you tell me for this week and the history lesson, Jay. Uh, very apropos for July 5th. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, that this week. And, of course, uh, next is our interview with Emily Menshouse-Stakely. She is the founder of Frickin' Frack Paranormal and also WTFrickLive.org. That's the podcast that she also uh, does, and it's on every Friday night. And you can check her out on that website. And, of course, we're going to be talking to Emily and about um, everything that she does and, of course, the uh, paranormal show that she was on. Uh, paranormal journeys on the roku network uh, but we'll get into that uh, interview here in a second just stick around hello everyone this is ethan clay from ghost finders and you're listening to dark friends radio 
All right, Dark Fringe Radio listeners, tonight our guest has studied the paranormal activity, uh, concentrating the area of electronic voice phenomena analysis for nearly 18 years. She's participated and conducted large-scale location and residential hauntings, including being the paranormal residential investigator for the Seton Manor location in uh, located, um, excuse me, in Ashland, Kentucky. Uh, she's currently the cast member of the television show The Paranormal Journeys, participating in seasons three through five, currently filming season five on the Roku network. She's also founded Frickin' Frack Paranormal, and we also be working on the Bony Fiddle ha- Hauntings project in Portsmouth, Ohio. Uh, she's also the founder of the WT Frick. Uh, Facebook Live and Podcast. Please welcome our guest on Dark Fringe Radio, Miss Emily Menshouse Stakely. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Very good. Listen, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, listen, I've been a, uh, a watcher of your, you know, of your podcast, listener of your podcast for some time. Uh, you, you're one of the reasons why I started doing my own podcast years ago. Um, so thank you. I, I wanted to say oh, that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, the introduction there, I need to change that. I think you pulled that off my website too, and I appreciate that. But <laughs> a lot a lot has changed please. in the last year and a half. Let's talk so, about that, please. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, as uh, you know, I'm a former cast member now of okay. the Paranormal Journeys. Um, I was in seasons three through five. We were one of Roku's top 10 downloads. Um, They still may be one of Roku's top 10 downloads. I think that they are going on to season six. The producer had some family issues that happened. His his brother that he was extremely close to passed away unexpectedly at 31. I see. Yeah, and so he had some family issues and and helping his mom and dad. Um, I do believe that they're starting to do season six, so I'm really excited for that for them. But um, seasons three through five, we were on um, 22 channels in nine states, and we we did really well. Um, obviously, you know, they were doing it years before I was even on there. So I hope that they have much success in season six, and hopefully maybe some of them will come on my podcast. Then what else was there? Um, oh, the Seton Manor in Ashland, Kentucky. Yes, yes. yes. I was the residential par- paranormal investigator for that. We had many events there, sold out. All the events wow. uh, that I was partake in, right. we sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the house went up for sale, mm-hmm. and it's been vacant for a year and a half. But guess what? Tell me. I want to so, hear. Tell me. Tell me. Tell someone- me. Someone just bought it. Oh, who bought it? Please. So, I don't know. I'm going to stalk them. I'm going to be creeping. <laughs> I love I'm gonna it. Be, I'm creeping in the bushes. Oh. Start next Start next week because the for sale sun's down. The uh, lights are on in the home. Oh, and wow. there's a sign that says surveillance cameras. But, I, you know, us Kentucky girls like camo and surveillance <laughs> cameras don't bother us. It's not going to yeah, deter you from doing anything, right? No. No, no, no. no, no. I'm the camo. I got the camo paint. I'm going in. I'm going to find out who moved in that place and I'm going to tell them all about their home. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I love yeah. your enthusiasm when it comes to the paranormal. I really do. And, uh, you know, this, it's really hard to find that enthusiasm uh, in this particular field from people uh, like yourself and, and myself as well. It, it's refreshing to have that. And, and, I, and I love that. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, I know um, there was something that was coming up on the horizon for you as, as far as um, Haunted Louisville. Um, please t- tell me a little yes. bit about that, please. Yeah, let's talk to Okay. My- 
Um, well, I, I have a partner um, that we used to do things together a whole lot. His name is David Pierce Rodriguez with uh, Prison Paranormal, which is in Miami, Florida. A really good team. Right. They do a lot of events down there. Excellent team, actually. Um, but we we would go and travel, and then we would stay at these haunted what might be a haunted Airbnb, <laughs> and uh, this was a. <laughs> this was the Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky, which is ranked one of the top ten locations, most haunted locations in Louisville. But they started, like, this building's attached to the theater. You don't actually stay in the theater like right, that, but you, right. they have these apartments. And they became available in Airbnb. So uh, Mid-South Paranormal Convention, first convention I've ever been to was last year. I feel kind of bummed out that I missed out this year because I was in Tennessee, Aww. but Aww. I feel oh, I feel like I've lost out. Like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. really good convention. Like I recommend anybody go to it. It's I, amazing. It's in Louisville. So um, we decided to get this Airbnb, and it was it's gosh, I've stayed in two really haunted Airbnbs, one in Columbus and and this one in Louisville. But I, I think this one takes the cake because we even had like poltergeist activity in this really? place. Wow. And unfortunately, we didn't catch it on camera, right. but um, there, there was things thrown um, in, in this Airbnb. It's, it's room 402. Anybody listening? <laughs> room 402. Where exactly? At the Palace Theater. Just Airbnb it. Yeah. Look up Palace Theater, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. 402. 402. Okay. Yes. Shadow figures in there. Now, I just... Um, this was a year in the making, and I feel like such a slacker for saying that because I made straight A's all through college. Had all my stuff done before. I love it. But, but the, par- uh, the Mid-South uh, Convention 2019 kind of inspired me to do it. So I put the, um, I don't like putting videos out on YouTube that's more than 10 minutes long. Um, actually, right. I don't really like doing anything more than six minutes long. Yeah. So I have part one now out um on YouTube, and it's just David and I talking about what we experienced personally. There's, there is a EVP that's caught on audio off the camera that I'm using, but you will need earbuds or headphones to hear that. But part two, and this is probably going to be part three because we caught so much stuff, uh, especially EVPs, uh, will be coming out soon, and those will probably be about five minutes long also. Well, that's wonderful, and uh, yeah, I urge anybody and everybody what? to check that out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Let me tell you this. I've slept in a lot of creepy places. <laughs> All right? Slept with a lot of creepy people. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting candid tonight, people. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's hear it. <laughs> but this place, I could not sleep in that room by myself with the light off. Listen, like, I, I understand what you're talking about. Um, I am a little bit of an empath, or I don't know yeah. how much of an empath I am. But um, I do travel a lot, you know. Um, you follow yeah. me on Instagram. You see where I'm at half the time. Um, many places I go to. I travel 25 weeks out of the year. Many places I go to. This last place in Colorado, I did not feel great at all. The room that I stayed in, I just could not sleep for more than maybe two to three hours straight. After that, I would wake up like in a sweat or in a panic or, you know, just, some, you know, just not the regular way of waking up from sleep. And so the whole time I was there, I, I did not, I barely slept. I, I barely got any rest. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you finally, you know, go into a place and you just cannot, you know, rest. There's no rest at all. Before I captured any EVPs there, I walked in the place and I saw a man standing 
in the in the living room there and he's just right. standing yeah. and and in david's room when i was sitting in there talking to him he was getting ready um I felt a rush come in, and it was the same man. But when he comes in, he comes in really fast, and he just stands there. Right. He doesn't say anything. It's just weird. And um, I have the EVP where I'm in the kitchen, and I would let – I'm one of these people that I don't – this has become real popular on all these paranormal shows and things where they go in and they just hot spot it. Like they ask a question, then right. they record. They ask right. a question, then record. I record 24-7. Right. So I'm in the kitchen. David's in his bedroom. Every EVP that I got, it's a man's voice, mm. and um, I'm in there getting a drink. You'll hear, hear I'm getting water. No alcoholic beverage this time. <laughs> it, it's water, people, okay? I like tonight, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I have, I have my mug of wine. Yeah, that's right. And, and yes, I have my, my wine, and it's a it's a boxed wine, so don't make fun of me. Don't oh, judge. no, I'm not going to make fun I, of you. I, I don't I judge love, I love wine in a box. There you go, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm getting my drink there, and um, an EVP there, it says, I still love her. Wow. The man's voice, and it's it's kind of sad, really. Um, It's on my SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. It's soundcloud.com backslash frick and AMD frack paranormal. But um, I have five EVPs. I try to put all my Class A EVPs on SoundCloud. Yes. Um, I will put some Class B EVPs on there just to see what people say or can make out. Um, I never put anything else on there, but I got a sense of EVPs from that place. It's super haunted. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. uh, that, that's a, a destination I definitely want to travel to at one point in my mm-hmm. in my life. But let's um, rewind things back, Emily, a little bit, if we could. Okay. Um, I know you've been you know investigating EVPs for a long time, and you know you've been interested in the paranormal. What started you in the whole thing? What what? Oh, uh, what, same story. Uh, no. <laughs> please tell me. I want to know. No elaboration. Grew up in a haunted home. That was it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, grew up on a haunted house. Uh, I saw things growing up, heard things growing up. My parents totally denied it. We finally moved, and it was the reason why we moved. My parents built a home when I was in middle school. When I was a senior in high school, they finally came out and said, yep, everything you saw was true. (laughs) We were trying to keep it from you, but no. (laughs) Right. Well, it it was even to the point, though, that that what was at my house I grew up at, 307 Laurel Avenue in Ashland, Kentucky. If any Ashland folk are listening, and if you live there right now, please call me. (laughs) Uh, It it came to my family. My dad and my mom thought it followed us to our new house because the first night, that we all stayed underneath our new home that was built. Right. Um, we heard all these cans. We had like 90 paint cans in the in the garage from painting the interior. Right, right. We heard all these paint cans. And I'm right above the garage. That's my bedroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's going boom, 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 boom. And um, so it was so much that my dad got his gun out. Right. And he thought it was a contractor that got mad, mm. you know, was trying to ruin things because we right. did have some drama there. Uh, with a couple contractors, but um, we go downstairs and there's nothing touched. Wow. So they eventually had our my pastor and and our assistant pastor from my church, which is an amazing church I go to, Cross Temple in Huntington, super spiritual church. Uh, mm-hmm. They ta- they taught me all. I went to Bible college also, but we highly believe in spiritual warfare, and um, and I've seen a lot of uh, possessions and things and people get set free, but. Um, they came down, prayed over our house, and we never had a problem since. 
Let me ask you this. Uh, you've, um, of course, you know, investigated many of haunted places. Uh, mm -hmm. You've heard of many of investigations as well, I'm sure, through your travels and the people that you've mingled with and, 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 and you know, uh, went shoulder to shoulder with. Um, why do you think places become oppressed like that? And like you would think like in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but why in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't there be something oppressed maybe? And, you know, I just I find it so odd and, and so bizarre at the well, same time. Well, Kentucky is like the battleground of the Civil War. That, that too, yes. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. there's a lot of turmoil that, on the land itself. I think yeah. it always goes back to the land, you know, or it, it, or the property itself that somebody is attached to, that we get so attached to the things that we dwell in on a physical state, like as we live. And so when we pass away, you know, we may be... I, when we pass away, I have a different belief on passing away and things. I don't think heaven so far as what people think. And I don't think that heaven is levels away. There is different levels of heaven, right. but um, we can go on to that on some other show. But um, I think that we go back to the place that we're familiar with. So, you sense. know, and, and these demonic entities, which roam, they seek who they may devour so, you know, you have maybe residential hauntings that have uh, family members um, or old homeowners or something like that that haunt them. And then you may have a territorial oppression, like my area that I live in. It's right. the most depressed area in the United States. Right. Huntington, West Virginia is 20 minutes from my house. And that's where my church is, and it's called the overdose capital of the nation. Ugh. I believe that we have a demonic oppression over my area. So, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's different levels. It's not just going into a home and investigating a home and seeing what's going on uh, there. And, oh, it's a ghost or, oh, it's a demon. You need to really research the property and the land that these homes or facilities sit on. Yeah, that makes perfect sense uh, because mm -hmm. uh, obviously the, 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 the land itself can um, just, you know, it can take on any type of energy that any type of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, event that happened on that on that said property. So, uh, you know, if something bad happened there, obviously that energy is going to re resonate through, mm -hmm. you know, generations and generations. Uh, so that's very interesting. Another thing I wanted to ask you, Emily, um, I, you've done a lot of you know, paranormal investigations. What has been one of the most recent investigations mm. to date that have uh, resonated with you um you know um working on the most haunted residential case in my life right now and it's actually going to be on a tv show so but i can't tell tell you the tv show we film in two weeks but uh yeah it's it's um whew. i okay i see things off images like somebody i can't Sometimes I can go into a home and see something like that Airbnb. I walked in and I saw that man. Okay. Right, right. That doesn't happen all the time. Now, let me tell you, if somebody right. says that happens all the time, I'd be eerie about it. That's bullshit. Right. I believe okay. what you're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, but when somebody sends me pictures, they can send me pictures. I say, don't tell me anything about the home. Don't tell me anything about it, but send me pictures of the outside of the house and send me a couple pictures of the inside and they'll send it to me. This house has three things going on. Okay. There is a Confederate soldier mm. on the outside of the house. And I have, and I don't want to give all of it away, but this guy, 
um, has a bluish gray jacket on down to his knees. He got lost in battle. He has no idea that the living is around him, and he wanders. Now, the aunt that lived in this home before the homeowners there, she, when I went to the house, I told him when I saw all these pictures, the aunt was there, and she was like, I have looked out my window, and I've seen that guy in, in the alleyway. Well, wow. they called it, I, it's not an alleyway, it's a county road, but it's in a <laughs> holler. In a holler, in yeah. a holler, in Kentucky, you don't even have cell phone signal. So, so, so she has seen him. Now there is a woman there that's super religious. Okay, and now I think this lady has a name, and I and I'll, I'll tell you about this. This woman sings a lot, and she worries about people's hair. I always say, if you walk through a spiderweb feelings, that's her moving the hair out of the face. Wow. She wants your hair up. Now, when I'm explaining this to this lady, the homeowner. Right. We hear singing. Wow. Did you catch so, that, that singing at all? I did no? not get that Damn on freaking EVP. <laughs> oh, okay. And cause I just walked in the home and I was like, these are the pictures and this is what I was telling them. Okay. Right. right. So, so anyway, I, I'm telling her this. Now listen to this. This is where it gets kind of weird. Right. The woman... I get ghost. I use ghost box. I'm not a huge fan of ghost box, but I will use it to try to validate some things if, if I feel like it's necessary. So we use ghost box, um, and I didn't hear it at the time. And this was a Friday evening when I investigated this home, and I said, "What's your name?" And it said, "Susan, Susan," just like that. Wow. So, so Sunday, I haven't reviewed because I work two jobs. Um, I work Saturday doubles, wow. and so that's a 12, 14-hour shift. So Sunday, um, the homeowner messaged me, and I'm working Sunday, and she said, I did more investigation of this house. She goes, there's a lady that died here June 6th of 1956. Her name was Susan Rivers. Oh, she had, <laughs> Hold on. She had three sons. We've looked up all their sons. All of them died in the 80s. Oh, so geez. none of her kids are. So, so then Monday, I review the audio and things and I get Susan Susan on Ghostbox. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Oh my gosh. This is all gonna be on T V, y'all. Uh -oh. So sorry, I'm spoiling it. They, they, Please I signed, I signed a do not disclose right on the show that I'm gonna be on, but not do not disclose on what might be shown on the right. show. Right, there you go. There you go. Okay. So so you're all inside information here. There we go. So um, Tuesday morning I wake up to go to my other job. And I uh, get behind a van that says Susan 3 on the license get plate. Get the hell out of here. Get the yeah. hell out of here. You... Listen, it gets even better. Gets oh, even better. please. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Come on, Emily. So, so they knew that there was a graveyard up about half a football field away. It's up on a hillside. You have to cross a creek is what they call it there. But creek. A creek for other people that don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> Kentucky called it creek. Yeah, I know what they are. So, so they have to cross this creek and go up a hill around the corner. Like, it's all hillside there. Well, you can't get there. It's all overgrown and everything. Well, Memorial Day. I went out the week after Memorial Day. Okay. Okay. This uh, I've been there twice now. And there's a little girl named Oakley. Is that This is what's the I always trust children. Always, always. I, and actually, I'm writing a book about this a little bit. So I got the first chapter done, but um, uh, over children and seeing ghosts. So anyway, the um, I go out there the week or two weeks maybe after Memorial Day, and they had, she said, they came in and they like, 
uh, mowed all this grass down and all the all the field and everything so people can go up there for Memorial Day at the graveyard. Really? I said, well, did you all go up there? And they were like, no. <laughs> so, well, we're going up there. Right. So she's pregnant. The the homeowner's pregnant now. She's doing it doing September. And this hillside is really steep. She's scared to go up it, but she ends up going up there. Guess who's buried? Uh, maybe a lady named Susan. Susan Rivers is buried <laughs> 50 yards from the house. Oh, no, man. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, All the dots are connected at this point. Yes, yes. So I'm excited to hopefully – the homeowners, I'll tell you this, we need to pray about it because uh, this past week they've kind of – the husband's kind of starting to like, like, I don't know about this, I don't know about it. It's like this team that's coming in here is not like Ghost Adventures that's going to come in and say you're crazy and you got demons. This right. is a team <laughs> that's coming in that has has – software like the fbi <laughs> right. like, yeah, yeah you know they are going to investigate this property and the people that lived here you know way way before before but probably as far as back as they can go yeah. and they're also going to investigate the town and um you know there's been wars and things and, and battles through paintsville kentucky and um but there's also something else that goes on in this house and this is one of the scariest evps i've ever captured in my life like when i first heard it like i got goosebumps all and got teary-eyed oh boy um there's a black thing there okay and it mutates and it mutates into animals it can mutate into balls of just like a little ball black um uh, it can mutate into a human um so I don't know what this thing is, but... Um, so it's a shape-shifting mass of blackness or something. Yeah. Yes, it's shape-shifting. And the little girl, I've had her draw pictures of what she sees. Okay. So I have her pictures and stuff, which will be in the book mm. uh, when I eventually write it. Um, mm. So um, anyway, but uh, she has, even before she drew this picture, even before anything, she has she talked to her mother about this. I did not know she talked to her mother about this, but I told the mother that this, object even forms into a cat-like figure and that's what the little girl sees a lot so is this black object that's cat-like uh, it's a human it stands up but it looks like a cat which a lot of demonic entities are animalistic that's in was, nature that's what i was about to ask you i was going to ask you if that was more of a dynamic uh excuse me yeah. a, a demonic type of uh, uh oppression because that's the only thing i can think of that would do or have the, even the ability to do something like that Right. Well, it stays in a room there. It it will come out and wander a little bit, but it goes back to this room. And they close this room off. The first EVP I got there is when I opened up that room. It says, "Wake up." Oh no. When I open up the door, so so then we're in the bathroom. It's just me and the homeowner, the woman. The husband's gone, and she's facing me in the bathroom. And the bathroom's pretty long. And I'm looking out into the hallway. She did have like a little small hallway nightlight. And I saw this black, it looked like a man. He had a hat on. It wasn't one of those shadow, you know, that shadow man with a hat. It right. wasn't like that. No, okay. Uh, it wasn't like that. But he did have a hat on. And he walked past the door. And I said, I just saw a shadow figure walk past the door. So I'll go out into the hallway to see if I can see anything else. Well, I've done this for so long. This is probably one of the only times 
that my heart started racing. Really? And I said, my heart's racing. And well, she comes out into the hallway. She goes, mine is too. I have an EVP. He says, I'm right behind you. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, you don't hear it at the yeah, time. But you I probably... didn't hear it at the time. Right, right. But you heard yeah, it over... it's on my SoundCloud, too. And then oh. it's this is the only – you see – here, I want to know about these paranormal people on TV where they get 66.6 <laughs> temperature all the time because that doesn't happen uh, in real life. Emily, you know, things are, uh, you know, on TV are uh, exaggerated a little bit. You know yeah. that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was on a TV. TV show, and I will tell you this, the Paranormal Journeys was as authentic as could be. It really was. If we were at a place and we couldn't find anything, we couldn't find anything. There you go. That's it. That was it. But out of all the years I've done this, this is the only place that I got 66.6 on my temperature gauge. It went from 72 down to 66.6, and I said, did you change my temperature gauge? And it went, yes. Wow. So you even got a confirmation after the fact mm-hmm. that yeah. It, yeah, it affected your temperature. It's gauge. all on my SoundCloud, too. Wow. Anybody wants to go there, uh, the SoundCloud backslash Frick and A-N-D Frack Paranormal. Let's, so, talk, let's talk about Frick and Frack Paranormal. You started that how long ago? Uh, two years ago, um, October of 2017, well, a year and a half ago, it was my best friend Tiffany and I, um, they would call us frickin' frack. Right. <laughs> you know, we, I have a blast with Tiffany. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Tiffany doesn't do so much anymore with it because um, she has a boyfriend that's kind of um, lives in Columbus, lives far away, so she spends her extra time with him and all that stuff. I get it. What, whatever. Yeah, no, whatever. I understand. <laughs> you know, ghosts before boys, all right? <laughs> hey, listen, I, I get it. I get it. I totally understand. But no, that, so it was something that you put together, and, you know, um, mm-hmm. you started over there. In, you started in Kentucky, correct? Kentucky, know. yes. And we were working on the Bony Fiddle uh, Project, which is also known as Portsmouth, Ohio. Okay. Bony Fiddle means Little Chicago. Oh, really? And, yeah. And um, we had some great floods of the 1900s here, but there was a really great flood of the late 1800s, 1880s, somewhere around there, early 1890s. And it killed about 600 people within a eight-block radius up there. Um, There's a lot of scandal that went on up there, lots of prostitution, bordellos, gambling. Um, There's a shoe shop there. I can't remember his name now. Forgive me. But he he rented out the top floor clingers. Shoe shop. Okay. He rented he rented out the top floor of his uh, shoe um, shop to a woman, which ended up he had ended up having an affair with her. the 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 wife found out, pushed him out of the third floor window. He died. It's all in the newspaper. That's a way to get back at yeah. him, no? <laughs> now, listen, I, Jeff Mudgett. You know who Jeff Mudgett is? That name sounds familiar. Please, please. He is the great great grandson of H. H. Holmes, America's uh, first serial killer. That had Chicago. the show Amer- American uh, Ripper. Yeah. They think he might be Jack the Ripper. Okay. Right. In Chicago, correct? Yes, Chicago, the of murder course, castle. Of course. <laughs> I have linked H. H. Holmes to Portsmouth, Ohio, in the late 1800s. It's called Murder Alley. There was two women, two prostitutes that were murdered, Jack the Ripper style. It's in the newspaper. And they found out that H.H. Holmes was there the same month that those two murders happened. And he was swindling people out of the Portsmouth Hotel, telling them that he was the manager and collecting the money. And he wasn't. And so, which we all know H.H. Holmes was a swindler. Oh, absolutely. So I, I... 
uh, finally got this information. This is new. I got this information about two weeks ago, and I sent it to Jeff Mudgett. So wow, that's imp- yeah. that's impressive. I mean, yeah. to be able to like say that, hey, listen, he was there, and there's two murders that pretty much fit his mo that happened yeah. at that same place at that same time. Right, and that was the late eight. That was eighteen ninety or eighteen ninety two. I think it was. That and that case alone, the H H Holmes. I mean. The- Wow. Oh, I mean, that's just, uh, it's a fascinating. I interviewed Jeff. Yeah. I interviewed Jeff. He's Did one of the really? top 10 people I ever wanted to interview. And let me tell you, when he told me he wanted to come on my show, I cried. You know, like, I cried. I could understand that. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> you, listen, I get it. When somebody says they want to come on your show, you're like, what? Really? Yeah. You I, want I, me to tell you something interesting, too? Please, tell me. This is interesting. Okay. The first woman that H.H. Holmes murdered, her name was Emily. Oh, jeez. Now, listen to this. <laughs> Emily, guess what profession she was? Um, she was... A journalist? A stenographer. A stenographer. Guess what I am? Guess what I am? I'm a court reporter. Oh, there you go. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Isn't no... that weird? He told me that during the interview. There's no coincidences in this world. No. No. Synchronicity. synchronicity. I love synchronicity. Yes. And, yes. and um, what's what's his face? I love. I like them. Um, the New Kirks. Dana. Oh, yes. yes. New yes. Kirks, and then they did the Heller, Kentucky's an hour and a half from my house. The Goblins. <laughs> yes, the Goblins. Yes. And, and they're talking about synchronicity all through it all. It it's true. No, it is it's true. true. It is true. Things line up that you can't explain, and you just got to go for it. Exactly. You know, you you know, and there's just... something there. And there's people that come in your life that have, I believe, that were in your past life as well that, you know, come and kind of repeat. Oh, I totally believe it. I mean, you you feel it. You know, when you you meet somebody, you're like, damn, like, how do I, I feel like I know you for so long. You know what I mean? There's no other way to explain it. But, um, you know, going back to, um, you know, our our paranormal talk here, uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me how some people get so attached to a property. Um, and I'm not talking about the ones that have already deceased. I'm talking about the ones that are still le- living. Um, for instance, um, I see a lot of the repetition in a lot of these shows um, and a lot of people that do investigations uh, where an individual is completely obsessed with the property they live in. Maybe oh, to, and, to oh a, it happens. All the time. I see it. And it just seems like it, it's always to a detriment of their health, their life, the people around them. Can you that's, explain that to me? I mean, I see that that's dynamic happening all the time. to the homeowner in, in Paintsville right now. Really? Yes, it consumes their mind, and it start. It listen. It might, you know, afflict the home or the property they're in. Right. But eventually, it wants. This kind of, kind of comes in with these haunted dolls. Okay, but but they eventually want a human being where they can it can come in and oppress them and then eventually possess them because the the home itself, the property itself, is not giving them any satisfaction. But for some reason, to step into someone's body and to get that feeling of of taking over or having full control of of this person is, you know, actually their main goal really right you know yeah. uh if you're if you're talking about like um demonic um entities or, or things like that right. but here's the question i have too i'm like well if demons this might be a simple answer too um but if demons can consume people why not angels 
That's in, yeah, that's interesting. You know, yeah. Why will angels step in and be like, you know what? I'm going to step in this person and I'm going to help them like that inside them for a while. Yeah, I mean, because we know obviously there's a legion of, you know, uh, demons and there's hierarchies that, you know, levels and so on right. and so forth. Of course, there's got to be the same on the angel side. So, yeah, that is a very, you know, intuitive question to what you're asking. Yeah. Why doesn't the angel step in and maybe, you know, do something about that? That's it's quite interesting. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's due to faith. Maybe it's a test, maybe? a test of faith. Maybe the angel doesn't have to. Maybe the angel can just whip his hands out and be like, gone. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. You know, but uh, I don't know. Maybe demons are more insecure. That's true. I, you know, angels know what they are. They know who they serve. They know what their mission is. Demons are like working around, searching, can't right, find things and right. need to, you know, maybe yeah. they're more insecure. Exactly. That makes sense. And it makes them, of course, less powerful. So um, going back to what I was asking earlier, you know, um, you know, when these people get so obsessed about these properties, mm -hmm. do you see a lot of the times where it affects their relationships with other, maybe their significant others as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That the woman out in Paintsville, she's ate up with it. I said you have to stop thinking about it. Right. And then she tries to talk to her husband, but her husband has now totally pushed everything away. Like he, he even when he's in the house, he can tell things are different. He, I know that there's some things that's happened to him, but he totally denies it, or he, or he'll wait. Till she's away and then she'll tell he'll tell uh, me yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah there, there's a struggle there even with this tv show thing you know she yeah. wants to do it she wants to get the answer she wants this but he's like i know that we have issues here but i don't know about this being on tv so yeah i believe that there is a struggle in between there but she has to be careful because the more you think about it the more you come consumed with it it is going to make you crazy yeah, it'll drive you crazy eventually, yeah. And it just consume yeah. you. Uh, yeah. It, it consumes every part of your being, like you said, and, you know, it just becomes a detriment to your life. And well, I told him, I told him this. I said, if he, I, I said, I'm, I, I have done everything that I could possibly do. I've given him 20 Bible scriptures that uh, they've cut out and they've put up in their home and things, and stuff has happened since then, too. Told him about praise and worship music, gave him some songs that they need to play in the house because I am a Christian. I come from that belief. I, I respect anybody's belief, mm -hmm. whatever they feel like they need to do. This is just just it's just me personally. Right. And but they three of them, she has a six year old Oakley and then her and her husband sleep in a room all together and she's pregnant. Wow. And I'm like, if if. If you all don't end up doing the show and really, truly find answers and then we really try to cleanse the house and get these things out, then um, I suggest you move. Are you all going to sleep? All four of you going to sleep in the same room forever? Yeah, no. You know? That's impossible. How, how do you live right. your life like that? Right. So uh, it, the house is truly haunted. There's there's things going on inside the home, outside the home. The Susan Rivers lady is pretty interesting character she was born in the 1800s and then died in uh 1956 so um i would welcome the team that's coming in with open arms a hundred times to help me with this and to try to find answers so i'm hoping that they will too i hope so as well for um... they have till sunday they can't back out after sunday <laughs> so i hope they so, don't i hope they don't i hope they don't know. yeah no that's interesting you know and it, it's it's almost like um it's an unthankful job that um, you paranormal investigators have. 
in a lot of ways because you know this is not something that you can pick up the phone call 911 right no you have a robber that comes in your house or somebody's trying to break into your house or uh something's happening or an emergency happens you call 911 when something like this happens where you have an impression or you have a haunting um it's it's a lot different and a lot of people don't you're like know a what pastor of a church really please tell me about you're, that you're, you're, you're like a pastor of a church like yeah. you pastors get called all hours of the night somebody's yeah. in the hospital somebody went to the er there's been a wreck there's been something going on in my house, you know. Pastors get spiritual phone calls too. Priests get spiritual phone calls. Sorry, there's a fireworks that just went off. No, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was like, I was afraid as soon as it got really dark, it was going to start happening. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, that's but okay. you know, you're you're kind of like a pastor of a church yeah. when you when you get with these families mm -hmm. and the the time yeah. even after the investigation is time consuming and, and like I don't know about other other investigators but like i at least have three or four recorders audio recorders going on i'm not good with video i've done this for a very long time i've been on a tv show after all these years i caught three things on camera yeah, yeah. so i you know video does not i i don't do video that much um because then there, you got the orbs, and then you got the family members saying, "Oh, that's a spirit," and I'm like, "No, that's a dust." And then you got the arguments of all that stuff going on. So I don't do video, yeah. uh, with especially out here at, at this house. I did not do video. Yeah, it's um, not a high success rate with that. It's just not. It's very no, rare. there's not. And there's more arguments over video than anything. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, the air kicks on. The air kicks on, and guess what? Dust starts flying. Oh my gosh! There's Uncle Bob <laughs> no. going down the hallway. No, yeah, oh was, my gosh! That was just a big ass dust ball that just went by. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, the air kicked on. It's circulating the stuff through that. Clean your house. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's telling you to do. Let me ask you this, Emily. Um, you know, yeah, let me see. I've been investigating the paranormal or looking into the paranormal for the last 25 years of my life. I'm going to be 40. You're not that old. Uh, no, I, I have. I've looked into it. I, I haven't investigated maybe like yourself, um, uh, you know, at uh, first hand. But, you know, I've looked into it for a long time. Um, do you think because of the last maybe five to ten years of shows like Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, do you think it's put people in maybe a position where they think a lot of times their place is haunted when in fact it's not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have. Because um, really truthfully, out of all the years, I'm talking about my most haunted places. Let me tell you, residential cases, hundreds. Really? And maybe three or four that's haunted. Right, yeah. Residential. Yeah. You know, um, so a lot of things can be explained. The daggone toilet going off, you know, unexplained. That's probably air in your pot. All right. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it's an abandoned school. Probably not a lot of use in the toilet area. Yeah. It's yeah. probably air in the pot. Oh, boy. You know, and it's, 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 it's interesting to me because, you know, people have gotten so like, uh, ghost hysteria about things as of late um, especially in the well, last five ten years I, go ahead i appreciate the shows though yeah. because it's making people have more of an open mind uh, of this because i live in the bible belt in kentucky and mm -hmm. and a lot of these things like the homeowners in paintsville like i'm worried about what people are going to think it, it's the baptist folk 
as long as it's yeah. the Baptist people in my area. Like, yeah. they think all of it's demonic, and it's not. The Bible talks more about the spiritual world than it does the earthly world. Right. And, and good and evil exist. And it's not all evil. It's not all good. It, and, and, you know, some of these people are family members that reach out. I mean, I even talk about even Jesus came back out on the water and was like, is that a ghost? And he said, no, it's Jesus, you know. For Peter and, and I was just like you know if Jesus can come back in spirit and talk to people other people can come back and talk to people yeah why not absolutely you I, know I totally get so it. yeah so uh, you know but a lot of a lot of the people here in my area are so that they're not full gospel I hate to put these people down I, I don't mean to I love them very much but um, it, you know take the whole Bible in the whole context of it and not just pieces of it to fit your agenda correct Correct. I totally believe that, and I agree 100. percent So, uh, you know, it's a, it's it's interesting to me that um, you know people, uh, you know, have gotten you know into the paranormal much more so in the last five ten years. Do you uh -huh. think also that it's also been a bad thing because people have wanting to do uh, or make contact with um, the spiritual side of things and not knowing exactly the right protocols of doing that um yeah. because obviously uh, i know and i i'm sure you know for a fact that um when you do certain things like this and you do not follow follow certain protocols um, a lot of bad things can happen very quickly um oh give, yeah give very your, quickly give, give your opinion on that please uh, well, I I believe that a lot of the people here see a TV show and they think it's great and awesome, amazing. I, I watch those TV shows. I think they're great, awesome, amazing too. I, I admire them. Yes. But but a lot of people are really immature and they open themselves up super early, just like the Ouija board. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's in the game section at Walmart. Oh, okay. It is. It is. Uh, and, 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 and so they think it's a game, and they think it's fun, and they go to these places like the Waverly here in Louisville. I will never go to these big open locations that thousands of people have gone to. I just won't do it. The only place I've ever gone to that's like that's the Stanley Hotel, and that's a whole other show. Yes. We can talk about that some other time. Okay. But, <laughs> but, the, but because people bring things into these places, and, and um, so you have these individuals that watch these shows, they want to go and attack the Waverly and, and think that they're going to be the Ghostbusters of 2019, and they go in and end up walking out with a lot of other problems than what they did when they walked in because they've exactly. opened up things exactly. that they weren't. And it's not like they do it on purpose, I don't think so. It's just that they're not educated. Correct. Correct. You know, and they look at it as a game mm -hmm. or something fun to do, but it's really serious. I mean, it really is. So, um, especially that doppelganger Oh, yeah. yeah, the doppelganger there. is not a, a, something to play with. Um, no, that's, uh, that's something in my um, in my uh, <laughs> uh, culture. You know, when you see a doppelganger, that's pretty much certain death at that point. Right, uh, right. It's, I, I believe that too. And, yeah. and so I think these these kids or these older adults even go in and think, oh, it's going to be so cool to see their doppelganger, yeah. and, and they almost wish. Which Friday, Friday live. Right. Self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> is what we're talking about. And I, and I have, I love her so yes. much. Morgan Ling uh, Knudsen yes. from Haunted Hospitals. Me and her have become such, I'm actually supposed to be on Haunted Hospitals season three. Oh, wow, so, really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I can say that. Uh, but we'll see, because I was supposed to be on season two, and they pushed me. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I, was like, I said, I'm not good enough for you all. Oh. But they, 
they had me re-sign, so that's all right. Hey, if I get on there, I get on there. If not, but Morgan Lee Knudsen, uh, she's amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, we've become friends. And she's and this is a last-minute thing to put together because I've been reading a lot about self-fulfilling prophecies and the things that you speak onto yourself. Right. And I, I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm yeah. guilty of it, and oh, I'll talk about are. that Friday. We all are. Yeah. And and she's super awesome and amazing. Her um, her great grandfather founded the first paranormal group in Canada and stuff. Wow. She's really great person to talk about this. So I'm so excited when I messaged her. What is today? Wednesday? Yes, today's Monday Wednesday. night. I said, "What are you What are you doing Friday night?" She goes, "Nothing yet. What do you have in mind?" <laughs> and I was yeah, like, "Okay, woo." That's the kind of friend I like, right there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be talking about self fulfilling prophecies Friday night on What the Frick Live. So that'll be interesting. Let's talk about What the Frick Live. Um, tell me about your podcast. Uh, I I know about it because, like I told you at the beginning of the well, podcast, you- uh, I've been following you. You know, doing your your show for a while now. And uh, it's been one of the inspirations for me doing my show. So tell my listeners about your show, please. Well, this this is something that I never thought would happen. Um, I was actually um, a co-host on Paramania Radio for a little bit on Paranormally Awake. And it was with Kentucky Paranormal Investigators, which was a team that I started out with, my first professional team mm-hmm. that I was with for several years. And they had a falling out, but um, it was all the boys. It wasn't the girls. The boys had the boys have more course. drama. Right, 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 right. The boys have more drama in this paranormal field than the girls do. Is that true? Uh, do you find that it's more the men that have not, to? Do you that's find why that? my freaking my freaking frack teams are girls. All right. <laughs> no, listen. I want. That's a serious question. I want to know. Do you find that it's more the men in this field yes. that have more of the drama than yes. the women? Really? Yes. Okay. Yes, there's more unity in women. Right. We reach out to each other and we talk about what evidence did you get? Okay. What did you capture? All this stuff. The guys, they don't want to hear that. Right. My evidence is better than your evidence. Uh... No. no, us women, there's plenty of women, especially on Instagram that I talk to. Uh, Paranormal Princess is a girl I talk to. I, um, yeah. Oh, shoot. What's her face on Paranormal? Um, she was on International, Ghost Hunters International. I talked to her several times. Uh, there's several girls I talk on there. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I want to know what you got. I want to see if it matches up with what I have. And yeah, the yeah. guys are afraid to talk about their evidence right. because they're afraid somebody might steal it. Ah, yes. Yeah. So That's what I get. So it's a measuring but, contest with the guys. And, I think. <laughs> and I think so. Much less with the girls. It's more of a, uh, yeah, a sharing yeah. thing. <laughs> so, but with, uh, what's the frick live? Um, I started this, actually, it's going to be year in, August and um, it was freaking Frack Fridays. It was with Tiffany and the Friday nights we weren't investigating or doing anything. We thought, well, let's just do Facebook Live. Everybody's doing Facebook Live. Yeah. So I I did a couple here and there and then um, I started getting requests in September. Can I be on your show? And I was like, I didn't really know I had a show. (laughs) (laughs) It just morphed into a show, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, well, we'll do this. And, and so it was freaking Frack Fridays all the way up until June, okay? Right. And I'm booked all the way through November. Yes, you are. You are. Yeah, yeah. I'm booked. And I'm booked with really good people. I traveled a lot of travel channel people. They love me. That's I love awesome. them, too. Yeah, no, those <laughs> those people seem to be the most open people yeah, I find. You they are. I yeah. really love travel channel. I Absolutely. really do. Absolutely. And um, 
and actually ghost hunters mm-hmm. uh the the new guy uh, the new lead investigator on there daryl uh marston right. is going to be on in in august you're going to be a co-host yes i am <laughs> i'm looking co-host forward to it now. yeah 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 in, in uh it was october november october month i Yay. know yes oh but um anyway uh it I, I thought, you know what, this has grown so much, I'm going to change things up in June. And I'm going to change the name, and I'm going to do a website, and I'm going to do all of it. And actually, the first month, this first month, off, off just off the Facebook Live, hold on, I posted it today. I'm looking at it on my phone. I know, I what, you're, I know what you're going to talk about, too. I, I thought that was so exciting. Please tell everybody yeah. about it. First month, 30 days of What the Frick Live was 35,660 impressions, and then one thousand eight hundred and sixty clicks that's crazy that's, i don't know what, what that what that clicks mean well that's but, uh, yeah yeah that's amazing though those numbers are amazing yeah. yeah so that's the first month with with that now see that comes from my website that right. that tells me from my website off off the live yeah the analytics okay? off the, the uh, i'm Facebook. showing you sorry y'all we're on video you all don't know that <laughs> but we're on video. for those so, that are just listening I'm, she's I'm, showing now you. google Google on here. We, we have zero on Google. I'm not connected with Google yet, but I'm getting ready to be. Okay, good, 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 so, good. Yeah. yeah. No, so, that's, um, that's amazing. I mean, in just a short amount of time, you've had so much success and you have all these amazing, uh, you know, guests uh, on your show. Uh, what's the hardest part about doing your podcast? If I can ask you that. Well, I'll tell you right now, the hardest part is the technology or the software that I use. It's be live. Um, I'm a be liver. Right. Um, software, which I absolutely do love because it allows me to use my logo and things on there, but does not allow me to do an intro or an extra or even just to put in like a two-minute clip to have a break. Everybody keeps telling me I need to go to two hours instead of one hour, and the one hour goes by so fast, but I can't make somebody sit there for two hours in front of Facebook. Come on. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm it, on video. It is a long time. And, you know, maybe um, you could maybe just offer maybe the audio, maybe on a Patreon site or something like that as a bonus yeah. thing. Who knows? I don't know. But, just, a, you know, a, you know, option out there. But I know a lot of shows do that, too, where they, uh, you know, offer the first hour free and live and whatever you want. And then right. the second hour, um, you know, that you pay for it. But, you know, you know, there's there's a lot of options. To it. And, yes, you know, two hours. It's a lot. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a podcast. Obviously, you know that, you know, two hours sitting here. You're just like, OK, you're tired of hearing your own voice well, it's, it's okay sitting here and talking now i've done two i've done three hour okay. i've done three hour shows and they have breaks like the top of the hour you have a three minute break right. the bottom of the hour you have a six minute break yeah. and that's great like i would wish that i could do that on facebook where we had those breaks where you could stand up go to the restroom get you a drink come back or, or whatever uh, be live does not offer that now there's a software called obs yes i use obs I, yeah well, you and me need to talk. Okay. Because <laughs> it is complicated. Yes. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad because I'm a pretty smart person and, and I'm pretty smart when it comes to technology and things. And I've got my video up, my intro, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. OBS is very difficult, um, but it is very useful at the same time. And I've, yeah. I've, I've grown to really like it because at first it was very difficult, um, but uh, once you get the hang of it, you got it. Um, but yeah, I'll. Whatever you need, I got you. So no, well, worries, no worries there. Well, I, I absolutely am truly thankful that this has become as big as what it's become. And I'm honored. Like, I really, 
the only time I've asked for guests now is for October because I'm doing my ghost story because I wanted the listeners or the viewers that watch, I want their input and I want their stories. It doesn't have to be all about TV. I love the people that watch regularly or listen regularly and they, I have really good regulars. Like I really do. None of them did my ghost story, but (laughs) it's, it's, it's it's the you know it's not just some of these podcasts there's several ones that i know that just go strictly for the tv people i don't want to be like that yeah i i want to be i want to be for the people that the regular everyday people that have an experience um that live their lives and oh my gosh this happened to me yeah yeah. those are the best stories those are the best stories that's where i find the best stories Mm -hmm. come from i mean uh all the other ones are just seem to be so generic and vanilla and the same cookie cutter thing that you've heard a thousand times and over and over again. But yeah, the ones that you hear from the listeners I find are the most interesting, the more intimate as well, um, that really, really strike a chord. And um, Emily, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Oh, it's been a pleasure being on. Thank yeah. you so much. No, no. We have to do it. Well, you're going to be co-host I will in, be on in your o- show. October, November. Absolutely. And please tell everybody and- where they they can follow your podcast first off uh let everybody know where they can follow that okay you can follow directly on facebook please please like my page on facebook it's uh facebook.com backslash paranormal ff for freaking frack um or you can go to my website it's www.wtfricklive.org and actually every week i actually put the actual live if you go on just to my website and I have the video of who's going to be on next, which is going to be Jason Neal from Ghostbait. Right. Um, he, uh, just the FYI, he's caused a lot of drama in the paranormal field. He's Why? probably Why the, so? Tell me. I didn't hear this. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I don't get involved. The guy's been professional to me. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> he hasn't done anything to me. Okay. He, but he's the only person I've gotten some emails like, he better not be on your show. So he's going to be on my show. Oh, I don't really? care what it is. Yeah, I don't care. I I hate to be this way. I really do. I, I care about other people's feelings. And if okay. somebody get, gets hurt or somebody's been done dirty, that's, that I'm, I'm sorry about that. Right. But nobody's perfect. There's always two sides to every story. That is true. And, and the guy has never done anything to me. So I'm looking forward to meeting him. I'm looking forward to hearing his story about ghost bait, which I think the whole season was pulled. I don't think that it did well. I think they only did five episodes on Travel Channel. But um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what that was because that was the show that where they would cover your head up. That's correct. And like, Leave you know, you so yeah, I, even if you lost to me, I don't care as long as it's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As long as it's entertaining. You know, we'll, we'll see. You know what it reminded me of? Um, do you remember that show uh, back in the day called um, "World's Scariest Places on Earth"? Yeah. Yes, yes, where they yes, would, where they would b- cover them up and then yeah. take them to places yeah. they didn't know where they were going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love that. Oh, they need would... to bring that back. Why did they redo that? I don't know. That was so that innovative was for its stuff. time. Think that about was good show. It was innovative. That was the first time we actually yeah. had the first. Person... They would take families in. It yeah. was like a family. Exactly. 
Smith would go in to Count Dracula. I know they would take him to Transylvania and Romania, yeah. and yeah, just leave him out there. But you know, it was it was cool because it was like one of the first times you actually got to see that first person like view yeah. where they would have that harness and you could see their reaction when they would see or feel anything. So yeah, that's what I always loved about that particular show, and it reminded me about that. that. So too. And then they had the, they had the little lady from the Poltergeist. Oh yes, they, yeah, she was the. She, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes of course oh yeah, god she was amazing she is amazing it's that voice that voice oh it's like yes. the guy from um uh Unsolved you know is Mysteries. she still alive i don't think so i don't google think so. her right now i'm gonna see if she come on my show oh no i don't think she's still alive because she was like oh, 80 in the poltergeist come on i'm gonna find out let's see poltergeist lady still alive oh, i don't know i don't think so i would i would have to venture to say as you're looking for it i would have to venture to say she probably died 10 to 20 years ago. She had to. Zelda, Zelda Rubenstein. Right. I knew her first name was Zelda. She died in 2010. Oh, so I was right. <laughs> you know what? We should do a ghost box experiment. See oh. if she comes to ghost box. Ooh, that might be good, right? Poltergeist on poltergeist. Poltergeist like, like, on poltergeist. Hey, listen. We can put my TV on, like my big huge TV here, and like make it static and see if she comes through. That too, or yeah, we could put poltergeist on both sides, on your side and yeah. my side. You know, Zelda has a whole new meaning now. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if we get her voice. Uh oh. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. Hey, sweetie. Oh Lord! <laughs> and the dogs start barking. <laughs> oh, what a crazy movie that was as well, huh? Poltergeist. It was changed oh. everybody. Poltergeist in um, oh shoot, there was another movie too. Uh, well, um, oh shoot, not Poltergeist, but the um. How about the, oh, How about the entity? No, no, the Exorcist. Oh, the Exorcist, Exorcist of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. One of the most uh, scariest movies I've ever watched in my life. I could not do this on my own. Which one, please? Oh my gosh, I tried to do this here at my house, <laughs> and like I would get up and walk away. Okay. I'd come back in the house, I'd come back in my living room, and I'd be watching the TV. I'd be jumping up and down in the middle of my room, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. Go back out. <laughs> the, the, stra the strangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just. Not just knocking at your window yeah. and your door and just looking it's there all creepy. Charles Manson. It's, it's Charles Manson. Now, listen, at the time I lived by myself right. and I, I I was engaged and I called my ex-mother-in-law. I'm divorced now, but I called my ex-mother-in-law. I said, Linda, I said, I can't do this show, this movie by myself. She goes, you scaredy cat or something like that. And I was like, I'm telling you, I can't do it. She goes, bring it up. So she lives three house, three streets down. So I took it up to her house. She was screaming louder than me. No way, really. In quarantine. Quarantine is number two. That little creature. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, quarantine yeah. scared the crap out of me, too. The, now, the Conjuring, all these Conjuring movies that's yeah, out. Yeah. That's... Balled my eyes out. Yeah. Cried my cried. eyes out because spiritual warfare is real. Yeah. Possessions <laughs> is real. I mean, I know the movies make it a lot bigger than what they are, but um, when, especially Conjuring One, when she got set free, I cried and cried and cried and cried. I was the only one crying in the movies. You know what movie did that for me? What? Where actually, I actually like 
where it actually opened my eyes to somebody how much they suffered under an oppression was the exorcism of Emily Rose. I'm going to say that. Yes, I watched that here at my house. I cried and cried on that one, too. That little girl suffered so much yes. for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. She did nothing yeah. wrong. And she no. suffered so much. They showed the pictures of her like after when she had passed. And she was emaciated and her teeth were rotted and she was just like, oh, like a, just a, a with like a withering, like, you know, flower to just wither yeah. away. And it's just like, it's so sad. And when I saw that movie and didn't really looked into the story behind it and mm -hmm. read about the story and, you know, how much that she, you know, went through, that really, you know, that hit me hard. And, then, and, and that stuff's real. That still, that stuff happens today. I told a story um, on one of the podcasts a few weeks ago that I ran into a demon possessed person. Her name was Mary. Wow. And, and that's a whole other, I mean, I know that we're running out of time, so that's a whole other story for some other time, but this is recent. This was in the last, well, that was in 2013 yeah. when that happened in the mall. Ugh. So, uh, you know, these, th these things are real. It happens. If you're going to paranormal investigate a location, you really need to pray about it. You really need to look in the property of it. You really need to see, you can't just go in there. Here, oh, and here's something else. Where these, there's a firework. Uh, where these it. people... Got hot spots where they go in, they automatically play these EVPs, and they're just listening to with their regular ear. Right. You know, and and a lot of those times, I'm going to say about eighty to ninety percent of those times, what you're hearing there is wrong. Yeah. With yeah. your regular ear, well, sure. I wear amplified earbuds when I investigate. I hear, I could probably hear the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so loud. Well, hopefully so, the neighbors aren't like, doing anything too naughty, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Could be a little risky. Yeah, I've got to check the neighborhood. <laughs> Welcome down the neighborhood. But the, the Paintsville house, though, it's in a holler and a holler and a holler. You can't hear anything oh. other than maybe a dog bark. Wow. Wow. This is amazing so. to me. Well, listen, again, a pleasure having you on the podcast. Of course, everybody can please follow the uh, podcast at WTFrickLive.org, uh, and you can follow the podcast, all of what Emily's doing all the guests that she's going to have on the podcast. I'm going to be on there in October, November. Uh, so, you know, look forward to that. Again, Emily, thank you so, so, so much for coming thank on the you. podcast. You have been a delight, and uh, I'd love to have you back on in the future. Yes, yes, always, always uh, time goes by so fast. Of course, especially when you're having fun <laughs> and, yes. and having drinks. So, yes, again, yeah. um, I'm Will Martinez for Dark Fringe Radio. I want to thank Emily Menshouse Stakely for coming on. And uh, again, you can follow all of her stuff at WTFrickLive.org. And you can follow the podcast, all of her stuff that she's doing, uh, of course, with Frick and Frack Paranormal. And again, thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Will. It's been right. a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Good night. All right, Dark Fringe Radio listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Emily Menshouse-Stakely. And uh, I want to thank her again for coming on the podcast and uh, coming on and talking about all the uh, wonderful experiences that she's had and, um, you know, her podcast and, of course, her uh, paranormal investigative group, uh, Frick and Frack Paranormal. And, of course, you can check out all of her information at WTFrickLive.org. Again, that's WT fricklive.org so check out uh, that uh, website and uh, keep following all of her stuff so nonetheless uh, let's get into the outro Jay but before we do 
Uh, we always have a little segment and uh, to uh, you know tease the audience here and uh, what we call what to watch. And this is a segment where you give us a little suggestion of uh, something that you've seen lately that uh, you might want to recommend as something you want to watch or share to us to for us to watch. Go ahead. Well, actually, my what to watch is going to be something that's coming on tomorrow night. Uh, it's something to watch uh, kind of in Congress leading up. Uh, it's no secret that Will and I are both big-time uh, combat sports fans. We're both big in the MMA. In fact, that's how this whole thing got rolling, was talking about the McGregor-Mayweather fight a little over a year ago, um, which I'm still pretty sure I'm owed a case of beer for. Yeah, I think, here or there. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Anywho, <laughs> not that I'm holding you to that one. So I know you are. Uh, tomorrow night is, is UFC 239, uh, John Jones versus Tiago Santos. Uh, there's also going to be a big fight between um, Holly Holm and champion. God, why am I blanking on her name? I could see her face clear as day. Amanda Nunes. Thank you, Amanda Nunes. Uh, Holly Holm and Amanda Nunes. And then you got Ben Askren who will be fighting, who the last time he was out, he won controversially uh, after getting dumped on his head by Robbie Lawler. He's taking on uh, a very angry Jorge opponent, uh, George. <laughs> Jorge <laughs> Masvidal. But Jorge, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I whitened that up, didn't I? Oh, you sure did. <laughs> I crackered that up. My bad, y'all. My it's bad. Good. It's all good. My bad. No. I meant Jorge. Myself. Jorge oh, no, either way. Jorge's no so joke. You've got some... <clears throat> Do what? Jorge's no joke. I don't know if you've seen the last... No. One. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, he's no joke. No, he is, a, he, he is a fucking beast. He is. That being said... This is going to be Ben's, like... Ben, this is going to be Ben's real this test. Is, this is going to be the real test here. You know, you say that. The guy who still was 18 and up. And uh, and he's had some really not, solid fights. Not in the UFC. I think, I think. Well, yeah. And yes, you can you can make the argument that UFC's talent pool is a little bit bigger than than um, any other that Askren has fought in. But the guy's no stranger to big moments. The guy is an Olympic wrestler. He is durable as hell. And if he gets his hands on Jorge, it's going to be. It's going to be a problem. Jorge's, Jorge's wrestling is good. His ground game is... He, he's a well-rounded fighter. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't know. That Ben Askren, he's sneaky. Yeah, he's a sneaky, he's sneaky. guy. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a definite what to watch, man. Yeah, that's, uh, I definitely urge everybody to check that out as well. I mean, that's going to be a heck of a fight. Well, wait. Go ahead. There's more. There's more. Huh. So, in, uh, in my preparation for watching 239 and trying to get uh, caught up on all the things. I've been watching, there's a YouTube series. It's a vlog series. Um, and it's actually, uh, it follows the trails of those fighters leading up to uh, UFC 239. You're talking about the 24-7s? Do what? You're talking about the 24-7s they do of the fighters prior to the fights? No, it's called Embedded. Oh, Embedded. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, yes, okay. So it's Embedded, and it's this vlog series represented by six. Not represented, presented by six, excuse me. Where they're following around those six fighters, and you're seeing them prepare. You're seeing them 
uh, train, you're seeing them, uh, what's kind of led up to them and or to where they're, they're going. You're seeing a side of John Jones you don't often get to see. You're seeing a side of uh, Tiago Santos that nobody really ever gets to see. I mean, for a guy that's been fighting for 10 years uh, and, and fighting really well, in fact, going up weight classes to feel to be where he's more natural, he's had a big rivalry with a, with a style vendor. And there's, there's so many things that you don't know about these fighters so when you see a vlog series like this, it kind of it, it really brings some background to it. And you can watch, uh, you know, Amanda Nunes sitting at home watching. Uh, she was watching a fight and and her reactions to it, just sitting at home on the couch, you know, eating some food. And it's it's neat to see that these these people are people. They're not machines. They're they're just as uh, nervous about losing as we would be if we went in there. They're just able to overcome their fears and really utilize the talents that they've been given. And, and through hard work, it, it's cool to see how they train, uh, how, they, how they interact with one another, especially the John Jones. I think it's, it's really cool that John Jones and Holly Holmes, who both train at the same uh, facility with the right. same coaches, are right. both fighting back-to-back -back in the main event at 239. Yeah. They're both fighting for a championship, once, once hoping to retain, and the other one's hoping to gain again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's really going to be a great fight, man. And uh, yeah, that embedded series is really cool. Uh, I definitely recommend, like you said, to check that out. That's really cool. You get to see a different side of a fighter than uh, you know just a person you see uh, in the cage. So it's uh, it's refreshing to see that 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 humanist, humanistic side of the fighter, which is uh, I think always. Uh, pretty interesting but yeah listen jay that's a great um you know uh, suggestion for what to watch this week and i appreciate it and uh, that brings us out to the outro man i wanted to remind everybody uh to follow us on social media uh, facebook twitter instagram uh, follow us on dark fringe radio uh, that's where you can follow all of our information keep uh, up to date to what we're doing and of course the website is darkfringeradio.wordpress.com that's where you can check out all the latest uh podcast that we drop um you can actually listen to the actual podcast through uh the website there with the links that are provided there below uh so make sure you do that and of course i wanted to remind anybody that has any suggestion or i want to send any kind of mailbag uh questions to us you can send that directly to us to the dark fringe at gmail.com again that's the dark fringe at gmail.com um that's it for tonight jay um of course um that uh, brings us to a close i wanted to thank again emily men's house stakely for coming on the uh, podcast and uh, talking to us uh tonight and uh that's it uh, anything else to add for the outro jay uh that's it again a, a big thank you to all who reached out to us um taking part in helping us create content helping us kind of remold uh, and make this show. If you go back and listen to some of our older podcasts, some of our, our first episodes, I think older was a year ago. Um, you know, you can already see a, a huge evolution. Uh, and that's all due to yeah. all you fantastic listeners who are supporting us, backing us, partaking in all of our online things. Uh, we can't say thank you enough. And thank you to everybody who comes on to be interviewed. Um, and in fact, if any of our listeners have a topic that they'd like to discuss or be interviewed about, if they have knowledge or uh, or anything like that that's always another thing that we're looking for we're look, always looking for more people to talk to uh to hear the experiences to continue sharing communication with all of our friends yeah and also another thing i wanted to add to that um i've been seeing i've been getting a couple of these um 
um, people, bands actually, Jay, sending in their actual mu- music to feature on the podcast um, as either an intro or an oh, outro. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, I wanted to uh, throw that out there to any musicians out there that if you want your music to be featured on Dark Fringe Radio, um, you can send that to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. And what we'll do is we'll feature it as an outro or an intro to the to the podcast. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about your, uh, you know, your song and we'll promote your music as much as we possibly can. So, yeah, please send that in as well. So I've, I've been getting a couple of those, Jay. I, I forgot to mention to you, but um, I haven't used any of the um, of those yet, but I'm going to here um, you know, in, in the future. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, I look forward to that also new addition to our podcast. Absolutely. So many things changing so fast. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, that's, how, so fast. That's, how, that's how it works, man. But listen, uh, again, I am Will Martinez for Jay Galosi. That's Dark Fringe Radio for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed, and check us out again next week.